Welcome to the MHI Cast, the show where we talk to the industry's best minds to uncover their supply chain stories. We explore real world case studies and get unique perspectives on key trends and emerging technologies from every corner of the material handling, logistics, and supply chain space. All right, welcome to the very first MHI Cast episode. This is a historic for the MHI community. Today, we're so excited to have with us on our very first MHI Cast episode, Heather Taylor. Heather is the Program Director of Market Intelligence for MHI. Heather, thanks for joining us, and let's jump right in. Heather, MHI recently released a landmark MHI report made in collaboration with research global leader, Oxford Economics. The report is called Handling the U.S. Economy, the Economic Impact of the Material Handling Industry. Heather, can you tell us what were the goals of this report and why MHI chose Oxford Economics as a partner? Many people have had questions. How big is your industry? What does it do? So we commissioned Oxford Economics. The contacts that we worked with were out of the New York office, uh, primarily Michael Reed, senior economist, uh, was the lead um, researcher, economist for this study. Um, so he was responsible for the, the economic impact analysis and the input-output modeling. Um, whereas on the MHI side, I was responsible for just representing our industry and helping us get our data organized. The quality, uh, the recognition, the caliber of an institution like Oxford Economics uh, and then seeing that they completed a study for a similar trade association. We saw the value of what they did in their report and we wanted to do the same for our members. Uh, so this is our first time. Uh, the methodology, uh, will, there's room for improvement there, uh, but this is the first uh, best educated, well-educated guess that, that we could come up with. So uh, how does the report measure both the direct and indirect and induced economic impact of the material handling industry on the U.S. economy? Direct would be the actual company expenditures, and then indirect would be the supply chain, the supply chain purchases, and then additionally, the induced impact is where the employees in those industries take their wages and then they create further economic activity through their consumer spending. So they support restaurants and hospitals, um, education systems with those wages. And then altogether, that becomes that total impact. And from what we can gather from this study, direct, or the material handling industry, is defined as companies who provide services or goods that help control, move, store, or protect goods across the supply chain. Uh, this is strictly applicable to the part of the supply chain that happens within a warehouse or a DC. While indirect and induced impacts apply to the larger supply chain and onto overall consumer spending impacts. Is that correct? So direct impact is measuring the, the activity at the firms. It would be the salaries, the employees at those companies that we've identified as being, uh, let's say, material handling equipment manufacturers or solution providers. And it would also include the operation expenditures at those companies. Uh, for the indirect impact, this would be the supply chain and the supplier's supply chain. Many of our members use uh, steel and aluminum, so it would include those organizations, and their employees' wages, mm -hmm. induced impact. This would be that consumer spending that generates economic activity after the employees in both the indirect and direct channels uh, receive their wages. This would be housing, hospitality, education, uh, medical care, 
quite a few recreation, uh, quite a few different industries um, in the overall economy. Yeah, that's interesting. And accounting for direct, indirect, and induced impact, the study estimates that the total gross domestic contribution of the material handling industry to be in the neighborhood of $173 billion, and also the total number of jobs supported by the industry is $1.6 million. That is quite sizable. If this industry was a city in the U.S., it would be um, equivalent to the 21st uh, largest state uh, or metropolitan statistical area. That would be between Char Charlotte, North Carolina and Portland, Oregon. So at that high level, we also identified the average salary as being $73,900. The average worker's income in the U.S. in 2018 was around 57. Another key data point from this report would be the location quotients. And that's where you're measuring the concentration of the industry by state and you're, you're calculating it as a ratio. So in North Carolina, the material handling industry is 1.54% of the overall economy. In the, the state with the highest location quotient was Wisconsin at 3.2, uh, which means that state is a, about three times more reliant on the industry than most other states. And just to add to that, the study also looks at the demographics of the material handling workforce. Yes. Um, so some of the, the key data points uh, that stood out to me are looking at the age and gender and race of our, our industry. Um, we have a higher concentration of white, male, older workers. In contrast to that, we're at the edge of losing a significant portion of our workforce as the older members retire. In addition, we've got to recognize um, we need to attract younger, um, diverse um, workers, and we need to start eliminating the barriers across age, race, gender, ability, um, culture, language, um, it, it's time. The, the workforce of America is changing and we've really got to make space uh, in our organizations to, to accommodate that, to attract and retain uh, the amazing workers um, that we need. To, that we need. Uh, another um, highlight uh, was that we employ a larger percentage of veterans than the total workforce. Our industry uh, employs 9% of veterans, whereas the total U.S. employed hires about 6%. Uh, so this indicates that the skills learned in military service translate well to our industry, um, which speaks highly of those skill sets. We have challenges in our workforce, and we also we, we have growth opportunity. And it's also important to mention that moving forward, MHI hopes that this report will, will function not just to satisfy member curiosity, uh, but equally important, serve as a valuable resource for business decisions and, and for stating those business cases. These data points can help them um, bring more understanding about our industry uh, and, and perhaps influence um, their request or their case, uh, business case, whatever that might be. Uh, and then we also hope that they will use this information, especially in the demographics, uh, to make some changes, get more informed about the topics, and be prepared uh, and learn to attract, you know, so that they can attract and retain the workforce. Well, this is all excellent. And as we draw to a close here, I should say that this report is available to all MHI members. You can access it at mhi.org slash economic report. I'll repeat that, mhi.org slash economic report. 
It's the perfect strategic complement to the 2020 MHI annual industry report. It'll be set to release at Modex 2020 on March 11th. Heather, thanks so much for joining us. And thank you to the listener, whether you're connecting with us on the road, at home, or in your office. We appreciate that. If you enjoyed this MHI cast episode, make sure you stay tuned for future ones. Just hit subscribe so you're notified when we have a new episode available. Thank you for listening to this MHI cast featuring MHI's Heather Taylor. At MHI, we never stop exploring new opportunities to help you take your manufacturing and supply chain operations to the next level of success. Thanks for making us part of your professional development journey.